Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Money in the bank was set to look quite different. Details on the original plans coming up. Plus, a top WWE star may be on the way out. And I've got the origins of the Brutalizer for you. For Friday, May the 15th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. We start with Money in the Bank. Less than a week ago, we saw Asuka win the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase after a big old fight through WWE HQ. The following night, we had Becky Lynch's big announcement in which uh, she revealed she was expecting her first child and she awarded Asuka the Raw Women's Championship. Now, plans going into this post-WrestleMania season were shaping up to be very different to what we currently have, as reported by Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. So this comes from the newsletter. The Raw after WrestleMania was actually taped before WrestleMania, meaning before Becky knew she was pregnant. Becky did an interview that appeared to focus on a return match with Shayna Baszler, who she beat at WrestleMania with a fluke pin designed to keep the program alive. The actual booking plan was for Becky Lynch to wrestle Nia Jax in a singles match at Money in the Bank and retain the title. Baszler was originally booked to win money in the bank and she would be Lynch's main rival for the title but on the first Raw new tapings done after Wrestlemania Baszler and Jax instead qualified for money in the bank and Lynch was not at the taping at all which would indicate it being the early part of April when she told the company and they kept it under wraps for a month now I picked Shayna Baszler to win money in the bank. This is me talking, not Dave. Uh, the idea of like this aggressive wrestling machine lurking in the shadows with the briefcase was a really cool idea, but I can see now why they went the way they did. Having that segment on Raw uh, with Becky and Asuka made far more sense than having it with Shayna Baszler. It simply wouldn't have worked. I feel like Asuka is about to step into Becky Lynch's role now, feuding with Nia Jax and then eventually Shayna Baszler. A match quality certainly won't suffer. Asuka is one of the finest wrestlers on the planet right now. Uh, despite winning everything in WWE though, there's always been that feeling that she's been underutilized. 
And this is going to be an interesting time because now I feel like they are going to lean on Asuka more than ever. Now, there is no time frame for Becky Lynch's return, but at this point in time, she seems keen to come back. In fact, she was toying with a match against the daughter of a WWE legend. Simone Johnson did an AMA on Twitter and was asked who her dream opponent is from the current roster, and she said Becky Lynch. To which Becky Lynch rep replied, one day. And Simone replied, it would be an honor. The man versus the daughter of The Rock, coming to a WrestleMania near you, possibly. My career is closer to the end than the beginning. I really don't know how many championship opportunities I have left, and yes, it's risky, but the risk is worth the reward. That was Rey Mysterio speaking a few days before being hoofed off the roof of WWE HQ. It's okay, he landed on the secondary roof, so he's fine. Rey Mysterio was written off Raw in dramatic fashion on Monday when Seth Rollins attempted to gouge his eye out. This, uh, this was interesting because I feel like Rey Mysterio is in more threat having his eye pierced than he was being thrown off a roof wrestling in it uh the reason the ray has been written off tv could be due to a contract issue as it has been revealed that ray mysterio has yet to sign or re-sign with wwe his contract is coming to an end and both parties haven't agreed on a new contract yet some notes on this in this week's observer goes as following one of the key things uh, to Rey Mysterio is the future of his son there is the idea not to do anything to upset WWE because it could negatively affect his son Dominic's career he also has a very high contract with WWE because they very badly didn't want him working for New Japan which he had just started doing so WWE uh, bringing him back gave him a lot of money to work exclusively for them and yeah Dominic Mysterio is a concern for Ray. We've seen Dominic and Ray Mysterio working together earlier, or oh, late last year and earlier on this year. And there was talk on this podcast and on other news outlets that Dominic Mysterio could be the one to retire his dad and sort of continue the Mysterio family from there. On and off, though, Ray Mysterio has been with WWE since 2002. I emphasize, of course, on and off because he has had some high-profile matches outside of the company in that time. Uh, obviously, stuff he'd started with New Japan, his work dates in Mexico, and, of course, main eventing All In, the pay-per-view that would become the launch pad for AEW so once again as is customary take a shot you have to believe there would be interest from that side if Ray was to choose to not re-sign with WWE watch this space hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A rather concerning quote from Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio. I'm going to read this verbatim. WWE has still yet to do, as far as I know, one test so far when it comes to the coronavirus. As it was explained to me, Vince McMahon is not receptive to the outside world. He finds what's going on in the outside world to be an annoyance because it is getting in the way of his vision. He's got a vision and all these people are freaking getting in his way of what he wants to do by not letting him run whatever. So the whole global pandemic isn't the only inconvenience in Vincent Mann's life right now, it seems, but it's certainly a massive inconvenience in ours. Uh, the, the line which I think may garner quite a bit of column inches today, the one which I think a lot of people will be talking about, is that line from Dave that says, WWE has still yet to test any of its roster or any of its performers for coronavirus we know that when they come into the performance center there is a mandatory temperature check and there's social distancing backstage so we know that there are measures in place but to hear that nobody has been outright tested is a little bit of a concern um we'll keep an eye on that uh vince not only juggling that inconvenience but also the inconvenience of a massive lawsuit over his head so we've talked about this previously uh, on the wrestling news podcast former commissioner and ceo of the xfl uh, oliver luck is suing vince mcmahon for wrongful dismissal dismissal a lawsuit worth 23 million dollars now luck was fired literally days before the XFL folded, which consequently meant he didn't receive a payout for his agreed five-year contract. So, we have an update on that. Uh, in court papers written by McDivitt and K&L of K&L Gates in Pittsburgh, uh, Mr. McMahon has claimed that Luck was fired for neglecting his job in the early days of the pandemic, personal use of a company iPhone, and signing Antonio Calloway. So, the, the signing of Antonio Callaway is one that they're very much saying is a, a massive breach of contract because Vince McMahon specified that he didn't want any players joining the XFL with troubled legal histories. Antonio Callaway was suspended in 2017 on third-degree felony credit card fraud charges. Uh, the charges were dropped after a 12-month probationary period, but uh, Vince was very adamant he didn't want anybody with any kind of checkered past at all, and uh, 
McMahon's lawyers. Uh, whilst they did admit that McMahon signed Luck to a personal guaranteed contract, no matter what happened with the league, which would mean obviously paying out if the XFL should fold, which it did, uh, the contract did allow McMahon to fire Luck for gross negligence of duty. And those three things I say there. Uh, personal use of a company iPhone, neglecting his job during the early days of the pandemic, and the signing uh, of a wrestler of a of a player with troubled legal histories uh, did uh, class as negligence of duty. The trial continues. AEW and NXT both suffer rating declines. So on Wednesday, AEW did six hundred and fifty-four thousand viewers and. Uh, 294,000 were 18 to 49. Uh, show was down 10% in viewers uh, and 17% in the target demo, the 18 to 49. This is actually AEW's lowest number to date. However, they still beat NXT, who did 604,000 viewers, uh, 189 in the 18 to 49 demo, down 8.9%. Uh, down 20% in the main demo. Uh, this is NXT's third lowest number so far. Uh, the looks like the UFC shows has hurt both of these. Uh, really, uh, all of the cable given AEW was down because of uh, other things going on. So it was a bit of a thing across the board. And of course, we, we mention this every Friday, so do take a shot. Uh, the empty arena shows have just kind of worn thin. The novelty has worn off now. And I don't think there's that desire to watch wrestling with no fans at the moment. Um, however, there is still a strong audience for pro wrestling content. I kind of want to put a bit of a silver lining on this because I don't want you to think that just because the, the, the Wednesday night views are dropping and because obviously Raw's had a shaky time and SmackDown's had a shaky time, there is still a desire for wrestling. For example, the Road Warriors episode of Dark Side of the Ring uh, did 264,000 viewers on the 12th of May, a second highest episode of the season behind uh, the opening episode about Chris Benoit. The WrestleMania 3 rewind on FS1, so that's a replay basically of WrestleMania 3, 157,000 viewers, which for the channel, for the time, was good. Uh, Fox aired a greatest ladder match special on May the 9th in prime time at 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. 968,000 views that had. Now this isn't the best number for a prime time show, but as a sports rerun, that kind of number is incredibly strong. I'll give you an example of this. The week before, in that same time slot on Fox, they did a rerun of the Super Bowl, which got 807,000 viewers. So uh, the best of the ladder matches for WWE, uh, over 150,000 more views than a replay of the Super Bowl. So there are strong numbers for wrestling shows, even during these weird times. Scorpio Sky has been confirmed as the fifth entrant for the Casino Ladder Match at Double or Nothing. Uh, Scorpio Sky added to the lineup uh, just yesterday, joining Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, and Phoenix as wrestlers who have been confirmed so far. Uh, a few more names to be announced. The winner is getting a future shot at the AEW World Championship. Should So Double or Nothing right now shapes up as, uh, as well as uh, this Casino Ladder Match, we're getting the Stadium Stampede Match uh, between the Elite and the Inner Circle. We're getting a no count out, no DQ match for the AEW Women's Championship between Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. MJF versus Jungle Boy. 
Boy, Private Party versus Best Friends, winners facing uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega for the tag team titles, Cody and Lance Archer in the finals of the TNT Championship Tournament, Mike Tyson presenting the championship to the winner at the end because 2020 isn't weird enough. And on top, John Moxley defending the AEW title against Brody Lee. Talking of Brody Lee, he did an interview with Busted Open Radio and he says uh, in regards to the comparisons between his character uh, and Mr. McMahon, he says it's a bit of a coincidence, okay? So he says to Busted Open Radio, nothing was intentional. I have no reason to hate WWE, no reason to hate Vince McMahon, nothing like that. I happen to be a fan of mafia movies, so that's the way the character was portrayed for me. You people can take it however you want. Now, since Brody has borrowed uh, some blatant Vince McMahonisms, such as a dislike for sneezing, getting angry when people eat before him, uh, this statement from Lee, I think, should be taken with a pinch of salt and a tongue planted firmly in cheek. Could Ohio Valley be leaving Ohio Valley? Uh, this is from OVW, who are teasing the idea of leaving for Florida. So, Alan Sarvan, formerly known as Al Snow, has said that they have no income coming in at the moment due to having to shut down the school and not being allowed to run shows in Louisville. Uh, they've teased the media locally that they could actually move out if the governor, Andy Beezer, doesn't loosen up restrictions. They could actually take the show uh, to a location in Destin, Florida. OVW was the former training ground for WWE. Uh, that was the place where guys like John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin cut their teeth. So OVW moving to Florida, where NXT resides, kind of feels a bit like an old girlfriend moving to your town. 205 Live is coming back at the TV tapings for WWE on the 11th and 12th. They actually taped two brand new episodes of 205 Live. So they are going to start back uh, from today on the WWE Network. I bet, without being mean, you didn't even notice, did you? This says something about the fact that the title for that show has a tournament going on. And that tournament is taking place on another show. That kind of shows you where... Everybody, where everybody sits when it comes to 205 Live. It's had a shaky nine months as 205 Live, near constant rumours about the show's demise. It was reported last year, actually, the show was coming to an end and the Cruiserweight Championship was moving to NXT, and which it has done. It's been renamed the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. It's fueled the rumours that the show is going, but here we are. It's still trucking. NWA champion Nick Aldis did an interview for Post Wrestling and he talked about Rusev. Uh, Aldis, the NWA champion, said, You won't find a bigger Rusev fan than me. I remember pretty much from the beginning, I would text Dave Lagana all the time saying, God, Rusev is money. And he'd be like, oh, I know. I remember when he first showed up on TV and they were doing kind of the Ivan Drago stuff with him and Lana was very much playing that role into it as well. I was like, this is money, this is perfect. But sometimes the obvious thing is right in front of you. I feel like with Rusev, it was there. He's an unbelievable athlete. He can work, he has charisma. The whole thing is ready to go. If I were AEW and I had the resources to pay for it, I think he would probably be top of my list. I think he'll probably end up back in WWE, but I'm not sure how confident I'll be that he'll be in the open market for very long. But if we could get him at the NWA, even for a short period run, it would be huge. 
Uh, Rusev was let go from WWE last month, along with many, many others in the company's biggest mass layoff in history. He resurfaced yesterday on Twitter, answering a load of tweets. Uh, then he jumped on Twitch and played Darksiders Genesis for a bit. So that was good. Rusev in NWA. I feel like there's a nice old school feel that you could get from Rusev that would fit well with NWA power. I'd like to see that be a thing. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, uh, they have a superhero film they're working on called Ball and Chain, and it's been sold to Netflix. So the movie's based on the comic from the 90s, uh, written by Scott Lobdell. Uh, it follows the story of a married couple that are falling out. They receive superpowers that only work when they are together. Uh, Emily Gordon is writing the script. She's... Uh, previous Oscar nominee so she's got some chops. Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson are the exec producers on the project. I can't help but feel if you're going to have Dwayne as an exec producer surely he needs to be one of the superheroes of the film. That's maybe wishful thinking on my part. And finally do you know how Pax Finisher got its name? He's got him hooked in! He's got him hooked in for the Brutalizer! The bastard has the Brutalizer locked in on a standing Kenny Omega! Omega with tap! AEW commentator Excalibur was a guest recently on AEW Unrestricted and he explains where the Brutalizer came from. He said, During Pac versus Omega at All Out, Tony Khan, one of the few times he gets in my ear, got in my ear and was like, Hey, think of a name for Pac's finisher. And this was 30 seconds before it happened. I just blurted out Brutalizer on the spot. And that was the one I had to come up with. Excalibur came up with Brutalizer off the top of his head. I'm really grateful that, Bru that Excalibur was there for that show. Because God knows what that move could have been called if somebody else was calling it. That is your Cultaholic Wrestling news for this week. At Cultaholic.com right now, check out the top five odd couple tag teams in wrestling. If head cheese doesn't make the cut tell you what i'm kicking off and on the podcast feed this weekend a brand new episode of the cultaholic classic raw review justin henry cultaholics head pen and i we deep dive into every single episode of monday night raw from the very beginning we're nearly a year into it now and oh it's ropey tell you what that's on the podcast feed this saturday night and on the cultaholic youtube channel right now 10 forgotten wwe nicknames can you remember who was called the Juggernaut after their debut? We will jog your memory at youtube.com forward slash cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. No, I won't because tomorrow's Saturday. How about instead I speak to you Monday? <laughs> Don't forget to join us. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 